0: Kenny Ducey is there, digital contributor for the Action Network, Covers.com, and Tennis Benz. Kenny, how are you today, sir?
1: I am great. It is always a great day here at the U.S. Open, but especially on men's semifinals day, we've got two heaters on the way. I'm super, super excited to watch it. How are you guys?
0: Good, good, good. Everything's good here. So, uh, getting set for Sheldon against Djokovic, uh, and that'll start uh, in what forty-five minutes. Uh, what, what's your take on what could happen there? I mean, obviously, it's it's easy to push Djokovic into the final, but but what gets can Sheldon get in his way?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think Sheldon is is really uh, he's going to be a disruptor out there on the court. You know, a lot of times Novak Djokovic playing a player for the very first time struggles a bit at the beginning, especially if they have a different play style. And Sheldon does have. Very different play style. Obviously, as a left-handed player, he's going to be a little bit different. There are not many lefties in the world, so lefties are always difficult to deal with. But the way he finds angles, the way he plays the drop shot and disguises it, the way he serves, obviously everyone knows he got up to 149 on the first serve at this tournament, but just the way he mixes seeds, a lot of things that he does are just different than normal players do on the tennis court. So I do think it's going to take Djokovic some time to adjust. Djokovic is a guy that's made a career out of adjusting to his opponents, making in-match adjustments, wearing them down from the baseline. I do believe eventually Djokovic gets this win, but I don't think Ben. it it happens without a a little bit of drama. I think Ben Shelton's got a good chance to take one of these first two sets. Uh, I, I think he could take even two sets at this tournament, but I definitely hear it's going to be an interesting match, one worth watching. It could even be more competitive than the second match that we have, which is between two former U.S. Open champions.
0: Yeah, okay, so let's just stick with, with this one. Um, in, in terms of wagering, do you have any plays for, for Djokovic and Shelton?
1: I do, I do. I like Ben Shelton to win a set here. I got it at plus 130. I'm not quite sure what the price is right now. I believe uh, it's at plus 120 or plus 115 at the moment. I really, really like that. And you could also make a play, call your shot on Ben Shelton first set at plus 350. Uh, I just like the, the, the plus two-and-a-half sets a little bit better. And I think one of the things coming into this match that I'm very interested in, too, is the mind of Ben Sheldon. When you look at the way that he, he spoke to us and press after his latest win against Francis Schiaffo, treated Novak Djokovic like just any other player. He talked about the fact that he had never actually watched Djokovic play a full match and said, well, you know, you can really get film on any of your opponents. Guys, he is really, it, 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 it is as if he's playing the 20th ranked player in the world tonight. He really is not fearful at all of Djokovic. And I think that's really imperative to his success here tonight. So that's why I think even though if he doesn't win the first set, I still think he can take that second set. I just do not feel as though he's ever going to feel out of this match mentally. I think if he goes down 2-0, then, yeah, maybe physically he starts to feel it a little bit. But his mind is unlike the mind of many other players we've ever seen Steffi novak Djokovic, And I think that's going to make this a very unique semifinal match. I think he believes he can win it. And you got to believe that he can win a set at plus 130 if that's the case.
0: So, I mean, what's at stake for Shelton? I mean, if he pushes Djokovic, I mean, he really pushes himself up a level, doesn't he?
1: He does, but the thing is, what's not at stake is really what makes this – there's no pressure on him. Like, he's already going to be in the top 20. He's achieved more at 20 years old, getting to the semifinals here of the U.S. Open, than almost every other young American who's come up the ranks over the last 10 years has. San Francisco, obviously – made the semis last year at the U S open and took two steps off of Carlos Alcaraz, but he's already done it. He's already done more than most other tennis prospects that this country has produced has done. So in that sense, there's no pressure on him. The stakes are very low. I do think obviously if he wins this match and goes to the final, I think he can win the final. I think Carlos Alcaraz, if he does end up winning that match against Medvedev, that would be a very mouthwatering matchup. And I do feel, as though Shelton, the way he hits a big ball, big hitters can always trouble Alcaraz. So that could be a fun match. But in terms of what's at stake here, I mean, yes, yeah, first Grand Slam final, obviously. Um, he would be the, the first American man to reach the final in quite some time since Andy Roddick uh, about over 20 years ago. So there's, there's a little bit at stake here. But I think the fact that he doesn't have a lot of pressure on him here, the fact that I think there was much more at stake in the quarterfinal match to beat a guy that's been to the semis before last year who's done it uh, now he's just kind of playing with house money. He's going to have a free hit, and who knows what's going to happen.
0: Kenny, let's go to the nightcap. Alcaraz against Medvedev. It's supposed to start at, at 7. Uh, and how do you see this match, and what are some of the plays you, you would consider here?
1: So when these two met in Wimbledon earlier this year in July, Carlos Alcaraz was a three-and-a-half game favorite, and it made sense. You know, Medvedev's never been an amazing grass court player um, but, honestly, Carlos Alcaraz had really been unproven on grass as well. So I think oddsmakers were a little unsure of what to do. And clearly, Carlos is fine on grass. He won Wimbledon. He beat the one of the greatest grass court players, if not the greatest grass court player of all time, in Novak Djokovic. beat him in the final, hit the ball right through him, whooped him. So now he's a 55 games uh, underdog, Daniel Medvedev, in this match at the U.S. Open. These two met earlier this year at Indian Wells, which are very slow hard courts, I'm not sure if you guys are on Twitter at all or X, I should say. And you, I don't know if you guys are in touch with tennis memes, but a very famous rant from Daniil Medvedev in that match at that tournament, saying that the, the courts were a disgrace to sport. That's how slow they were. He hates slow courts and he hates grass courts and clay courts. But what he loves, guys, is hard courts. He is a hard court specialist, self-proclaimed, and this is going to be his best chance tonight. To beat Carlos Alcaraz, it'll ever have. This is his preferred surface. I think getting five and a half games is far too many. The thing to watch here is the drop shot of Carlos Alcaraz and the serve and volley capabilities. Those have been two things that have really held Daniel Medvedev back in the past. Guys like Nick Kyrgios have been able to just uh, dust him with those tactics and Carlos Alcaraz as well. But one thing we know about Medvedev, guys, is he is a master strategist. He's gotten this far in his career because he out everybody he comes into contact with. Again, aside from Carlos Alcaraz and at, at times Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. But he's so good at that. So I'm willing to bet on his head here. I'm willing to bet on the fact that he has a new game plan for this match. And at the very least, he'll probably look pretty good to start before ultimately maybe Carlos Alcaraz figures it out. So I think these plus five and a half games with Neil Medvedev is a good bet. I am really cautious. I'm backing two underdogs, but I really do feel as though they're not getting any respect here. This guy won the U.S. Open two years ago. He has looked unbelievable this week. He said he's playing his A-plus team. It's hard to doubt him with the way he's been playing and the results that he's been getting. I think Medvedev here makes this a match plus five and a half games at uh, even money.
0: Yeah, it would be great to see some sort of a a duel between these two guys, but Elkares has looked like a champion all week, hasn't he?
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, look, I, I think the one thing I will say is he just gets a little bored out there on the court. So it's always hard to feel, feel him out and, and think about, well, is he really, the third set against Alexander Zverev was a poor set of tennis. The first set, he was neck and neck with Zverev. The second set, he was absolutely dominant, reminiscent of what he was doing here all week or for all the two weeks he played here last year. Um, and he's had some excellent, excellent sets of tennis from behind Lloyd Harris, Matteo Arnaldo, he's a race break, so while he has fallen behind, that's not unlike, by the way, guys like Novak, Djokovic and Rafael Nadal, they too fall behind by breaks frequently in Grand Slam matches. So uh, I think the fact that he's been able to pull himself up by the bootstrap and win the sets that he's won, he really has only dropped one set to Dan Evans in this, and the world-class Dan Evans, mind you, uh, that is the only time he's ever dropped a set in this, mag- in this tournament. So to your point, he has really looked a part of a champion, erasing a lot of deficits. And really fighting back and making in-match adjustments, outwilling his opponents out there and out grinding them. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens here if he lets his focus up against Medvedev, a guy who he's won five straight sets against, or if, if he manages to just come out firing. Uh, it remains to be seen.
0: Uh, women's final tomorrow, Goff against Sabalenko. Uh, what do you think happens there?
1: This is such a tough one to call because Goff is 3-2 in her career against Arena Sabalenka, but to me, I think Sabalenca is playing the better tennis of the two right now. Now, the one thing I will say is Coco Goff's road to get to the finals was significantly harder than Arena Sabalenka's. Now, in terms of their semifinal match, Madison Keys, that was an incredible level of tennis. It was by far the best level of tennis Sabalenka or Goff has seen on the other side of the net. I... I So it's a very difficult one to call. And I think also if you draw back and look on the previous results between Goff and Sabalenka, there were a lot of factors at play that maybe constituted the fact that Sabalenka was dealing with the yips at times and different surfaces. I would say Sabalenka is a deserving favorite in this match. I think the fact that she won the Australian Open final gives her a great advantage here because she knows, as she said last night, she knows the emotions that she's going to be going through and feeling in that match. Now, against a hostile New York crowd, that could be a different story. And everyone here is going to be pulling super hard for Coco Gauff. Uh, Sabalenka did have some support last night, but that was just because people had cleared out. And Madison Keys really does not garner the same type of support that Coco does. I'm interested to see what happens, because Sabalenka did not really look good in that third set, despite the fact that she won it. And I I think that this probably is a match where I'm backing the over, as like a coward would do. But I will also say, if you, got to, if you want me to make a pick on this match, I do think Sabalenka wins.
0: Kenny, thanks for your time. Enjoy the tennis.
1: Thank you so much for having me, guys. Always a, always a treat. Take care.
0: Kenny Ducey, digital contributor for Action Network, Covers.com, and Tennis Pets.